Two minutes in. Shall we get this started? Let's go. Take it away, 10-8. Very Let's excited go. to hear from you and All your right. wife. Yeah, let me do a quick um housekeeping rule. Um, Everyone, just please have your <laughs> mic muted for 10-8 to speak. Um, but any questions, feel free to pop on anytime. And what else is there? Well, there will be a feedback form later on. I'll just send it out later. But yeah, so 10-8 and his wife, Ara. They'll be going through a session with us on how to write a resume. So I think a lot of us insurgents asked this question and we kept saying, wait, we have someone here to speak for this. Um, so today is the day. So Ara, she is here. Is she with you? Yeah, she's here. Nice. Yeah. She's an executive recruiter based in Dubai. Um, so Ara, how are you today? Welcome to Surgeons. Hi, I'm all good, thank you. And uh, it just feels weird to hear that name because I was given that literally two minutes ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a noob to the space, so people having names like this is uh, a bit weird. But uh, well, I'm I'm sort of excited to deliver this. It's it's something that uh, I do for a living, and I'm quite passionate about. So yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming into like the Web3 space. Um, I think a lot of us don't really know how to, yeah, write a proper resume um, on like Web3 jobs or even Web2. So I think it's very beneficial that you um, wanted to hop in and say hello to us and help us out. Sure. Thanks, Mia. Uh -huh. Uh, anything else? Are we still waiting or we can... No, we're good to go. You feel free. It's all yours now. Okay. Perfect. So thank you guys for coming in. Um, essentially, as you know, we had a couple of sessions on LinkedIn and res resume and, you know, trying to find jobs in the Web3 market. Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was clear that uh, we all could um, use help. Uh, because many of us have not had to develop any resumes as such. Um, and seeing the market, uh, if I'm talking from a personal perspective, things have moved on from just a network that you can leverage and get your mod role, collab manager role, or any other role that you want. Now you have big companies coming in, um, big, medium, small companies who do plan on taking it through a proper you know, job process with a proper resume and interview, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that being said, um, I'm gonna pass it over to my wife, Arya. Uh, she'll introduce herself quickly. She's still laughing about the name. That's definitely not her real name. So it's gonna take time for her to get used to it. Uh, and then, yeah, we're gonna get started. All right, guys, um, Arya here, as I've been told, um, the way I'm gonna position is um it's it's going to be a 360 sort of training um or or just a delivery set don't wanna don't wanna upsell myself here um it's gonna start with how to build a basic resume move on to uh building a basic and a decent linkedin profile and from there on to approaching any opportunities you might have and and how a recruiter um approach of things and how to do the profile and then um, stuff like that. Um, we can start off with the first two topics and as time permits, we can move on to the next things or, or have another session. Um, so the first one is, is, is on resume building or CV building. How do we go about this? I've been told that a lot of you guys on this space are pretty much freshers or across different stages in your life and in, in your professional career or, or any of F3 space. Um, so I'm just going to keep it quite simple. The first point is how to build a shallow CV. Now, if you look at it, a CV is, is something that is built like a timeline. It, it takes its own time. Um, so it's always good to have something as, as a shell copy that you can keep building and adding on as to what you're looking out for. Um, now, to start off with, you, you if, if you just have a blank paper, how, how do you start on from there? 
Um, the first and the foremost important thing is, is to have a clean format. Um, and just, just like, you know, it should look clean. Um, that's one. And how do you introduce yourself in your profile? Um, you're not going to be in front of the person who's, who's looking at your profile. So what you have should speak enough and more about yourself, but not oversell yourself or undersell yourself. Uh, again, it should not look clumsy. Think of it as, as a first aid. The first one second is, is, is all you get to make that impression. So that's, that's all a CV is. Um, general rule of thumb with a CV or a LinkedIn profile is it should be something that should get a general message across in 30 seconds to a minute. If you have, if, if your CV doesn't do that, then it, it's not, it's not like, you know, the right way to go about it. Um, the format, how do we go about with a format? Um, you should have an introduction. It could be a summary as to what you are, who you are. You could be aerospace engineer. Uh, you could be an accountant. You could be a salesman. You could be a magician. You could be a stripper, whatever you want to be. Um, um, that's your introduction. Keep it crisp. Keep it clean. Next is your education. Are you an Oxford grad or are you a high school dropout? Whatever it is, mention it. Then is whatever is your work experience. Now, this is the most important part, uh, but also not, right? Work experience could be, you could be someone who's just done a couple of internships into your career. Now you could be someone who's 16 years old and just done a couple of internships, or you could be the CEO of Apple who's, who's got a long list of things to mention. All of that comes here but it should come in a proper chronological order. So this is what goes into a shell profile. Um, I will definitely show you an example of a good CV and how to go about and everything, but this is just a start off. Yeah, and uh, just to add on here, so as we can see, I mean, um, so, you know, if we see the Web3 space, some of us have Web2 jobs, uh, while some of us, many of us do not, right? So. Uh, the the CV that you're going to go in for essentially needs to reflect that. Um, looking at, uh, you know, your education and your experience. So don't feel shy about mentioning whatever you have done, however little or much it is. It should be there to give it more uh, meat, essentially, in the CV. So, yeah, we'll move on now to, uh, you know, essentially good versus bad CV. Right. Um, adding on to what uh, my husband, I don't know what his name is, um, <laughs> said, um, that is something that's quite crucial, right? Like, um, I don't know how you guys can merge or like, you know, what sort of jobs you might be applying for in the Web3 space. But if you can find a common point between what you do in, in your Web2 space or your real life space versus your online like, you know, community universe, nothing like it. So if you are a salesman in real life and you want to apply for something that's remotely close to a sales or a consulting job, um, then try to find um, a point how to add that I have been selling iPhones. That skill is transferable to doing this particular job in this particular space because that's essentially what someone's looking for. Um, that is quite important. Now, going to what is a good and a bad CV. Um, before we move forward, I don't want to be, I don't want this to be a TED talk or, or a monologue. If any of you want to like, you know, put your hand up and, and sort of pick out what's wrong with this profile that'll be nice apart from the fact that the dude literally looks like heisenberg <laughs> i was gonna say that as well so obviously he's <laughs> not making the most out of the space that you have in an acv there's a lot of wasted space and wasted space is wasted opportunity of you selling yourself absolutely let's dive into the uh, specifics um things that you find right and wrong 
I'm sure S team can pick pick out a lot. But um, I'm gonna leave it for the community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would love to hear from other people because I'm sure all of you have had some hand in preparing a sort of profile or a CV. So I'm sure you can identify a few things wrong with this. I mean, I don't like his name either. He's literally called Ham. Uh, but yeah, please go ahead. First of all, the picture—it's not professional, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that—that's one for sure. What else? I would never use like sunglasses within my own picture, for example. Also, like the graph on the link on the left side, which is shown like the coins. It's not that yeah, good and yeah. serious. Hey, Amar, I want to pick on you and hear what you have to say about this. I think you're someone who's doing quite well with your personal branding and your CV is essentially, you know, a one pager of your own personal branding as well. So what can you pick out about this that you would say is an issue? Okay, it doesn't look like Amar is there. Let's go with make. Oh well, Tiesha, Tiesha, are you there? I have not talked to you on an event before. We spoke on an onboarding session, but I haven't spoken to you on an event. Oh no. text or the landscape's changing we are not in the 80s anymore you don't need to put your picture on your cv uh, unless you are applying for a job that is purely based on what you look like um, are you going to become an actor? Sure, go ahead. But if you're an actor, you're not going to be writing a CV. You're going to be having a portfolio or you're going to like, you know, have a pitch deck or just go in for uh, whatever they call those uh, interviews or audition, uh, audition calls. Um, that's how it's going to be. So pictures are a no-no. As much as I would like to say that we are living in a world where it's unbiased, your picture, Mr. Ham might be an amazing salesman, but when I look at his picture, I'm like, nah, bro. I don't, I don't want you as a salesman in my team. You look shady. You know what I mean? So don't, don't have a picture. And most of the times, as a recruiter, when I get CVs from applying for jobs, even if there are pictures, I take it out. I don't, I don't want my candidate to have an undue advantage or lose out on an advantage just because of what they look like. Um, so photos are a no-no. Um, another thing, or the most important thing, this is for you more than for the person who's viewing it, is 
to have a CV that's easy to edit. Um, because like I said, you're building a shell and you will go on adding on to it, like, you know, fixing it throughout your career uh, or as for like, you know, whatever job you want to apply for. So make it something that's easy to edit. If you look at this person's CV, if he wants to add a couple more points below what he's written as hobbies with jiu-jitsu and philosophy, which makes no sense, it's going to be hard because he has to move these coins. He has to probably like, you know, move this gray box that he's got. It's not going to be easy. So keep it clean. Um, I'll quickly also switch to a screen where I have a clean CV or something that's easy to edit. And uh, we can come back to this. So you know what I'm talking about. What we have here, pretty clean, gets all the information across. If I want to add another point to my education, let's say I've done um, another master's degree, all I have to do is press a space bar and, and start typing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easier to edit. It's easier to format. Uh, you save time. And just because of that, the process of writing a CV or a resume does not become a jarring activity where you're just like, oh, shit, man, I want to write CV. It should be something where you should be able to add a point in less than a minute. Simple, clean design. That is one. Next is when you are speaking about your experience or about yourself, you have to be very clear and concise. What really helps me personally, you know, be it with writing or anything of sort is writing in bullets. Because when you write in bullets, you can only write so much. You can't keep writing an essay. Uh, there's a certain, like, you know, size for a bullet point to reply. If you write whole paragraphs in one bullet point, that's no more a bullet point. So be clear and concise. Here, he's written close roughly $500 in sales every week. Instead of that, what I would say is, um, if we go back to my sheet here, uh, instead of saying something like, um, increase sales for the company. You're not saying how you increase sales. You're not saying what did you do to increase that sales. Um, you can write stuff like increase sales by 200% in the year 2022 by introducing new clients to the company, by introducing new sales targets or, or strategies to the company, increasing the number of salesmen in my team. So that speaks more about what did you actually do to that job Instead of just saying, I did this, I did that. You come across more credible. You come across like someone who knows what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's very important um, because in, in this space, as we know, there are a lot of people pretending to be someone they're not, right? And that gets instantly picked out by a potential employer. If you're going to say that I've secured a 20 collabs, but okay, how have you done that? I mean, do you have a good network? Um, you know, have you connected with the right people? Has your experience been in collabs that you can actually secure 20 collabs or not? Um, so it, it, it becomes important that you actually mention how you have achieved uh, a particular sum, right? Exactly. Um, that is, is, is what I was going to address next. Anyways, that the person who's looking at your CV is an HR person or someone who is hiring for that role. And these people can smell through bullshit. If you just write, um, I'm a salesperson, I increase sales. No shit, Sherlock, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. But what did you do to achieve that? That's a very important thing. Even if you're just writing four points, make sure it's powerful, it's impactful, it's delivering a message. Um, that's one. Also, guys, feel free to write down any questions that you have. Happy to address those. I just don't want to, like, you know, have it barging in the middle because it just cuts the flow. But we can definitely address those towards the end. Um, the next point is, I don't know what sort of jobs you would be applying for in the Web3 space, but let's say um, you, in general, are a salesperson. And you see an opening for um, area sales manager for Apple. And that's what you want to apply for. Now, you already have a shell CV. What you have to do is create a correlation in your existing CV 
and the job that you have on hand. How do you create a correlation? Um, to do that, make sure you understand the job description first. Um, if they say the crucial thing for this job is for someone who has handled um, multiple geographies in terms of sales targets, make sure you incorporate that into your, into your CV. Uh, of course, don't bluff. If you haven't done it, then you should know that you aren't the right person for this job. Just don't apply. Because by applying wrong jobs, you are just coming across as someone who didn't even read what is required. You're just leaving a bad taste. Might as well not do it. But if you've done it, sort of see how you can incorporate that into your own um, CV. That you, um, you could say in the previous job or in Walmart, you were handling sales targets for 10 outlets in area X. So that is indirectly answering that point that yes, I'm capable to do this. Yeah, and, and you know, the good thing about the Web3 space is if you think about it, a lot of people have gone through a progression of, you know, being a mod, a head mod, uh, let's say a community manager and a collab manager. And why is that? Because essentially a lot of the skills are transferable between <clears throat> all of these uh, sort of profiles, right? You're trying to reach out, you're trying to network, you're trying to sell something, you know, even as a mod, right? You're trying to sell the the project's vision to the com community repeatedly, right? So that itself is in a manner sales uh, profile, right? So there are ways that you can look at your existing experience. Uh, and like Ario was saying, you know, put that in and uh, use that to your advantage rather than assuming that, uh, you know, I just am not fit for it. Um, so, you know, incorporate that. But also if it's just far out, keep in mind as well, a lot of the jobs that we're seeing on LinkedIn, for instance, are, um, are jobs where they require people with six to seven years of, you know, sales experience, right? Where you actually have to work with numbers and statistics and, you know, projections and financials, which you just might not have the experience for right now. So those are the things to pass on, but just so that you can focus on things that you know you're fit for, right? Because then you can essentially set yourself through the CV, but also in, you know, interviews and discussions with the project. Yeah. Hey, Tenay and Ara, I would like, an, okay, so let's talk about the roles that exist in Web3 from a high level. So there's the community manager, there's a moderator, and there's a collaboration manager. So let's start with the collaboration manager yeah. first. Collaboration manager is essentially mm -hmm. the same as a business development manager who brings in partnerships right. and collaborations for um, projects for them to grow their, um, like the, uh, the eyes on their project. What would you say is the most yeah. impactful one-liner that you could add to your resume that could really show how valuable you are towards a prospective uh, employer? Right. It's really simple. You don't have to think too hard. All you have to do is, um, let's say for the community development manager. No, the collab manager. The collab manager, which is like a BD mm -hmm. um, prospect. Um, what is a core skill that they're looking for? Someone who's done BD, right? Make sure that you are screaming and shouting about it. You remember um, I'd mentioned right at the start that you can write an intro about yourself. In that intro, make sure that you mention that you have been doing stuff similar to this for X number of years. Your opening line should be... Um, Secured uh, 20 partnerships, you know, in, a, in, in let's say six months, for instance. You can just say, have been in this space for X number of years. Now, I understand and appreciate that the Web3 is, is fairly new. So you can say that you've been in this space for X number of months and you've dev, um, delivered X number of projects where you've done this, this, this. That is the most powerful thing. Beautiful. Stats, numbers, and what you deal out speaks volumes. 
Of course, yes, because yes, they would want to be like everything has to be outcome based, and they want to see previous results. But let's say for a collaborator,、mm. uh, let's say for a community manager role or co- a moderator role where it's more qualitative than it is quantitative, how would you sell that?、Mm. So essentially, a moderator is someone who is like you can think of them as customer support, where they're on the ground、mm. listening to the community, what they want, what they don't like,、mm-hmm. any questions and concerns about.、Mm. Um, Anything that they have, as well as sharing what the vision and the mission of the project is, how would you position that、okay. in a resume? Right. So, if I understand you correctly, we are speaking about things that cannot be said directly or through statistics and numbers. Am I right? Correct.、Mm. Correct. Well, there are some, but in so, in the example where it's more qualitative than it is quantitative, what would you say? Oh, definitely. Um, so for those things, CV is two things. One is the facts that you're giving out about your previous jobs and how that's going to add on to your current job, and a complete feeler for you as a person. Things like hobbies, no one reads those anymore. Instead, what you can do is write about、um, things that you've done outside your job. It could be something that you worked for a charity drive. How does a charity drive support this? Is what you've done for the community.、Uh, I've taken part in X number of events where I have、uh, helped build an orphanage in Kathmandu, or I helped in an old age home in a support function. You know what I mean? All of those things will indirectly、um, tell them about yourself. Um, in recent times, I was working with、um, one of the largest sovereign wealth funds in the world, and what they were looking for is someone who is quite an outgoing person, someone who does not mind, like you know, going out there and being one with the people, and like you know, sort of. The best profile that got picked was、um, someone who had mentioned about his. Achievements in、uh, sports, his extracurricular activities. He was、um, he was a voluntary speaker for uh, um, the Child Right Commission or or something like that. So stuff like that will make you get noticed. Yeah, and let me、uh, esteem. Let me just share my personal experience. Right. So I got my first mod job in Token. Now before that, I had not modded. I you know. Didn't even know what it was,、uh, but I did understand that okay, it's about the community, right? It's about handling、uh, different things. So you're, you know, you're handling the community, you're handling tickets, you're corresponding with the team, you're ensuring the right message is passed on, you're taking part in AMAs, etc. Now, all I did was I looked at what my Web two experience was, which was you know handling teams, speaking to people more senior than me,、um, you know, having those discussions and those presentations and those meetings. And that's essentially what I conveyed, right? So with mods and community managers, essentially, it is definitely more the intrinsic skills you have、uh, that you can showcase, right?、Um, so yeah, that、uh, you know is what we believe would be important for those sort of community roles. Do you think that, that answers your question? I, I, I did not know you were a mod for、um, Token. I, I love Swifty. He's a great guy, very switched on guy.、Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and look, both of your points are very valuable for the fact that each of these things you talked about show the soft skills that you have, the values that you have. Whether you're working at a charity or you're helping out an orphanage, this shows who you are as a person and where you would prefer to spend your time、um, meaningfully.、Yeah. And then, as you said as well, translating those Web two skills where. Um, you're able to report to seniors. You're able to talk on the ground level with,、uh, you know, customers and users. They're all super, super, super important, no matter where you are. And if you can show those、um, yeah. in a way that is easily digestible towards a prospective employer, then you know your odds are going to increase exponentially. Yeah, exactly. And I think all of us need to be looking. At ourselves and what we have done now, even if you're a fresher, you know you're seventeen, sixteen, eighteen, whatever it is, you would have done something at school. You know, you might have taken part in certain events, and you know those are the sort of skills you want to showcase rather than just assuming and writing off that a certain role is not for me, right? Because you might have done fantastically in those positions or those projects you worked at in school, even 
that can translate very well uh, to Web3. And let's be honest, the fact that we're Web3 and understand Web3 is a lot more that can be said even for 50-60-year-old uh, people with tons of you know experience and stuff in the world. So we are quite clever in how we can get things done. So it's just about you know putting that across uh, convincingly in your resume and you know the the whole process. Yeah. Um, well, um, to be honest, if you would ask me, um, these are not even things that need to be covered in your CV. You know what I mean? Um, when you apply for jobs like this, you're not sending a CV out to someone whom you don't know and you're just sitting there waiting for them to get back. It's a lot more than that. It's about how you network, which I will be um, covering in, in the later points. So please wait out for that. Yes, beautiful. Um, so I'm looking forward to that because that's the whole essence of Web3, the networking component. But oh, I will course, leave that to you. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, let me just finish the CV bit and we'll we'll get back to that if possible today. If not, then in, in the sessions to come. Um, we're still up here. Yeah, we're still up here. Yeah. Another thing to miss out on is um, bad graphics. We don't want graphics on your CV. Uh, I don't want your name to be reflected right below where you've written Amdugo. I don't understand what's the point of those coins jumping around. I don't, I think he just tried to say that he's a very good salesman and he can improve profits for your company, but I don't want that. I don't want um, the, the the banner on top where he's saying customer do go sales, whatever that means. Um, another thing is people trying to be too clever, you know, a CV is a classic thing. A CV is something that's been going on for ages and let's just keep it classy. In the skills section, He's mentioned MS Office 20, 35%, Italian language 15%. Now, what is 35%? What is 15%? I don't know. What, what, what the fuck do you mean by, you know, the Italian language 15%? Do you know only one, two words? What's your 15% against mine? Doesn't make any sense. So let's not put it. He's written stuff like keeping it cool 100%. So does he never get angry? Is that what he's trying to say? And how is that important here? So unnecessary graphics, we don't want that. A CV is a Word document, and let's keep that as a Word document. Um, bad formatting is, again, something that... Uh, one second, please. Uh, oh, let me uh, open that. Just give me a minute. We have Rachel Maxwell's CV. It might not be the worst CV that I've seen. It's it's definitely better than Hamdugo's CV. But her formatting is all over the place, which gives me an impression that she's a messy human being, which you don't want. Especially if you're if you want to be an office clerk, you better not be a messy person. Um, if you see her email address, there's a phone vector, then there's some message vector and a LinkedIn vector. If you can't do it don't do it you don't have to have those icons you don't have to come across fancy so don't have stuff like that and if you come down to education some things are in bold some things are not so there's a font difference between university of california berkeley and university of california la it's, it's all over the place stick to standard templates stick to having a clean looking format now if you look at um Sorry, guys. Here, it's clean. She doesn't have unnecessary vectors, nothing of that sort, just, just a clean profile. Another thing that um, HR and people in general keep debating about is the length of your CV. You don't want your CV to cross a certain certain size. If you're an intern or if, you, if it's an entry-level position, something that's a single pager is good enough. If you're senior enough, then two pages, max. Two pages with all the information. Nothing more than that. Anything that crosses that mark is is, is an autobiography and not a CV anymore. Um, 
That being said, there are jobs where you are expected to give examples or um, or a portfolio, like a sales portfolio or something. You can always have that as a separate document. That way, what happens is, um, all right, someone who wants to look at your CV can look at your CV, and someone who wants to look at your portfolio of achievements can look at your portfolio of achievements. You give the reader an option instead of just shoving it down their throat. Um, so that is one. And a portfolio can definitely be a lot more jazzier than that. Um, so that is on, on the difference between what makes your CV a good one and, and a bad one. Uh, yeah. Um, so before we move to, uh, move on to LinkedIn, right? Um, so do you have your cover letters? No, uh, I have one more point to go. Okay. That is, um, customizing your CV to the job that you're applying for. Um, this is the most crucial because now what you've done is you've built a CV. You have something that's your resume. Now, how do you make, let's assume for this sales manager for Apple job, are applying. how do you make your CV pop out? That is by making sure that your CV highlights everything that they're asking for. Um, paraphrase, that's all you have to do. Look at the job description, see what they're asking for. Like I'd mentioned, if they're asking for someone who has uh, been the area sales manager for 10 regions and you've done something similar to that, highlight that in your CV. Mention that you manage sales for uh, 10 or 15 areas and what are those areas? Just, just brief on it a little bit more. That's way that's that's how you make your CV more desirable to someone who's looking at it. Pick up exact points as per what's mentioned on the requirements and paragraphs. Yeah, and, and in this space, right, from what we have seen, is a lot of times. Um, so if you look if you look at Drew Troops uh, platform, right, all you can see there is uh, a bounty, like they call it, or a job uh, vacancy, and they're gonna say collab manager, and that's about it. So you don't actually have a job description that you can leverage off, right? But that's okay because there are enough and more uh, places where you can actually find what a collab manager is supposed to do, what a community manager is supposed to do. Surgence is always here, right? We have all the building sessions. So you know exactly what to include. And then you take it from there because they want a collab manager. Well, you're giving them everything that a normal collab manager is doing. Um, so yeah, this is that's just about the space in in specific because I've seen a lot of uh, jobs where they don't mention anything. They just expect you to know it and give your resume or profile accordingly. Yeah. Another sneaky cheeky way to have a good profile is let's use Google. It's free. Look for CV samples for whatever job you're applying for. You will always have. You're not going to copy from that, but you'll pick up at least one thing that you might resonate with. So that is always important. I still do it. I, If I want to write a CV, I will still look at what is on Google because again, I'm not, it's not plagiarism. I'm not copying. I'm just trying to see what I've missed out on. That's just about it. Yeah. Uh, next thing is cover letters. Are those important? Do those make a difference? If so, how? I would say 80% of the time, a cover letter is not necessary because your CV should speak about yourself. But let's say you are sending your CV directly to someone and you want to like you know, give a bit more of a brief about yourself. This is a place where you can speak about what's important. Please don't say stuff like, oh, I'm super curious and this is the only job that I want on, on the face of planet Earth. You're bullshitting. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that you're desperate and you just want a job right now. So don't do not do that. Instead, this is a place where you can highlight the other soft skills that uh, we were just speaking about. You can mention that I understand that this job requires a collab manager uh, to do X, Y, Z. My transferable skills for this area are A, B, C. And that is how I will add value. That should be your cover letter. A cover letter is an appendix to your CV. You just want to um, mention about the other things that you can't write on a formal document here. 
Yeah, and here it's, I mean, a covenant, if you look at it in our, in our uh, perspective, right? Someone's what my community. Um, so, um, yeah, so the, the covenant, I mean, in our, our cases, right, would essentially be like the first message you drop on, uh, drop to someone that you know is hiring, right? So where you've slid into the DMs and then essentially just send them a paragraph about what you want and what you can deliver. And again, a cover letter, please uh, do keep it brief and concise rather than making it another CV or the other, right? You don't want that, neither does the person hiring. Coming back to that on cover letters and sliding DMs, um, that is again like, you know, uh, captured in more detail on how you network and what do you say in your first interaction with someone and all of that at the later stage, which I guess is is essentially what you guys would call as a cover letter. How do you approach uh, someone? So that is definitely covered in, in the uh, areas below. Um, next is one step uh, ahead of cover letter or sorry, our CV is your LinkedIn profile. So before we jump into LinkedIn, uh, do we have any questions uh, on the resume side of things? I maybe have something to add or just to, to add on this because also like I'm working in the HR industry, but more in terms of like project management and sales for like software as a service for like project projects and like all mm -hmm. HR processes with itself. And it's like when we come yeah. like back to the profile picture with the CV itself, I think it's like really depends on the country itself. Like I can only like speak for myself for Austria. Over here, it's like only working when you have like a profile picture in the CV itself in Web2. So if you have no picture from mm -hmm. yourself, you're not getting any job, to be honest. And we also uh -huh. like use this kind of way. The CV is not enough for our jobs. So we use this kind of way, okay. put up your CV with a picture and more like pretty basic information about your work experience and stuff like this. And then we adding like something like a cover letter. It's called by us like the letter of motivation. And that's where you put in like why you're applying for the job, what's your passion about this. And I think in Austria, it's really important to also write a letter of motivation because this is the point where you can like show the recruiter and the company where you're applying for your own personality. So because if you're, for example, mm -hmm. like applying for a job as for a normal online marketing guy or something like this, a lot of people having like the same educational experience. So at this point, they only can, can differ like, for, so you can differ yourself from the other applicants just right within like your cover letter or letter of motivation. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, mentioning like, you know, what, what sets you apart or what's your X factor is, is completely um, something that we should do, be it like, you know, with the way your CV is formatted or through a cover letter or how you're approaching someone. It's, it's just a different mean. And as far as I have seen, we haven't come across um, places where they've asked for pictures. More specifically, they ask us to take the pictures out. So this is an interesting factor in Austria, and, and thanks for mentioning that. Hey, Nico, um, I also wanted to ask, yeah, that's something I've never heard before as well. Is this industry-specific, or is it Austria-wide? Like, for example, if Lloyd. you're going for a big accounting job at, like, EY, PwC, Deloitte, or something like that, would they still have the same process? Yeah, they would, bro. It's oh, also, like, German. It's all the same. Like, the German area, they're all, all companies doing this. But oh, it, I know I already like applied for an internship in the US and there it's not allowed to put a picture into it. I remember this. Mm. So it's that's, like that's very interesting. how they're dealing with them. And I would also like to add one more little point. Like if you like do an application, just use always like the PDF format because it's like pretty easy to read and to print out for a recruiter as well. And it saves a lot of time for them. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. We Definitely. convert any word file into PDFs just for our own sake. Um, so, yeah, that also goes back to uh, how a recruiter sees it. Again, in the second session, but let me cover that here. Um, most of the time, so 90% of the times, a recruiter will still have to reformat your CV. Just make their job easier, guys. Uh, with with uh, 
Ham Dugo's CV, I would just be there all night rewriting his CV. Essentially, it should be something that's clean. That's that. That's what it goes back. And going back to countries, it's it's very different in in different countries. If you look at the US, you can write your pronouns on your CV. Whereas if you come down to the Middle East, you can't do stuff like that. You can't write your pronouns. People will be like, "What is he, him, she, her?" They wouldn't even understand, or they wouldn't appreciate it. So these cultural differences exist, and I don't want to speak for the entire universe out there. Um, you you would know better about those requirements in in your own country or region that you live in. Yeah, I mean, for for Web three, right? Things are so much easier because we all are a little bit more chilled out about things like that. Like even on the on the project perspective, um, so like a picture, what are you going to put PSP? I mean, makes no sense, right? Might as well not put it. Uh, but now, of course, if you're applying for a region specific job, which is like a corporation a corporation job, like let's say you're applying to Polygon, right? Um, or Binance, essentially, then you got to take care of some cultural norms. Uh, over there but otherwise i mean uh you know try and understand we all do sort of understand how the space operates if not then again you know enough and more people are in here who have applied secure jobs know how things work and then we can leverage off each other uh for that yeah um anything to add on this yeah year? just just to add on to that there's nothing wrong with asking for help you can always you would always have one sort of connection point to the job that you're applying for. It could be the recruiter that you're in touch with or the hiring manager or the HR of the company who you're trying to approach. You can always ask them. Ask them, do you want my picture on the CV? Do you uh, want it? Do you want a cover letter? Most of the times, HR and people who are doing this job would appreciate that question. Of course, don't go overboard with asking, how many points do you want me to write under each type? Uh, or how big? my picture should be, what's the word count and stuff like that. Um, ask some basic questions. It would make you come across as someone who's curious and who wants to hit the nail in, in one go and makes their job easier. So they would assist you with it. And um, just the last thing on resume and then maybe we can take further questions because the LinkedIn profile uh, would be a separate section and I'm cognizant of the fact that, you know, we're at, uh, we're, 10 minutes away uh, from the timing. Um, but one thing I've been seeing, so I, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, both for Web2 and Web3 purposes, right? And I can definitely see a lot of trend uh, moving towards projects and companies hiring recruiters to, uh, you know, to, to fill in the jobs that they want. And the simple reason being, I mean, you know, these projects are busy building and they don't have the time. So I'm not talking necessarily about NFT projects where, wherein you get in through communities, etc. But more like if you're applying on something through LinkedIn, right? Many of these are being posted by recruiters. Um, so it is important to make sure you're approaching it from the right perspective, which is why we have a, a recruiter perspective section uh, separately. So we'll keep the LinkedIn profile. Mia, what do you think, esteemed? We can keep the LinkedIn profile section for uh, another day. And we can just take further questions or discussions. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, actually, on the yeah. topic of you know hiring web two recruiters, um, Ara, I wanted to ask: Do you have a lot of experience working with firms that use AI to automatically sieve through um, different resumes? For example, they have a couple of keywords that they want to see referenced inside the resume before you get move them to the next step, whether that be a video interview, whether that be testing, whether that be um, a face-to-face catch-up. Do you think these Web2 brands that are recruiting for Web3 projects will start doing that as well based on the job descriptions that are provided? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Um, that is something that's new and upcoming and, and it definitely like you know makes everyone's life easier. It's, it's both good and bad because when they sort of program a software to pick words and choose CVs based on that, they might miss out on someone who's good and hasn't just like, you know, whose who's CV has just not been flagged. I am still a little old school. I still believe that um, an AI will not be able to do things like 
reading out or, or screening things just as good as someone personally doing it, but each to their own. But yes, companies do do that. And how to sort of capture your attention or, or make your CV pop in, in those scenarios is making sure that you have enough of, of the keywords in, in your CV, because that's what they um, look out for. They might, if you're applying for a um, web developer, then keywords might be certain softwares that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So make sure that those software words and like, you know, the way it is to be written are exactly same. Um, if they are looking for a data analyst job, they would look for a certain set of words to pop up. If it's for sales, again, they would look for words like targets, uh, what are your numbers, your sales force, words like that. You know, the, the, the keywords is, is what gets picked. And that's exactly why I had also mentioned to paraphrase what's mentioned on the JD, because that's a foolproof way, right? You can't. You can't not be right when you're using the example that they've written in their requirements. They're saying they want an apple. And if, you, if you've written in your CV saying that, yes, I do sell an apple, there's no way the word apple is not going to get picked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great point there. And that's what I wanted to bring up as well. Because an exercise I used to do back when I was applying for jobs is that I would look at the job description and I would create a word bank. And then it would be um, kind of, putting these words into the resume to make sure that you kind of hit that KPI to get through. Because a lot of these companies, these big companies that I was applying for, they would probably get like what, tens and thousands of applications. And no one has the time to go through tens of thousands of applications, right? They want to save it down to find, to, to have a formula to get through as many quality ones as they can. And by having these keywords, it means that you've really looked into the, um, into the actual job description. And you might also have like another layer to it where it's like, you know what they're thinking about psychologically. So if you know what they're thinking about psychologically and having this framework in place, you might have some extra information that, you know, someone coming off the street and applying for the job wouldn't have. And that's something that they would be looking for. Yeah, true, true. And this usually happens when you have to sort of upload your CV onto portals. That's when, like, you know, this this sort of a requirement comes about where it's an AI screening your your profile. Uh, when you're applying through a recruiter, um, let's say the recruiter speaks to 15 people, um, they screen out and send five CVs. So in that case, it's a lot easier. But when you are uploading CVs onto portals, that's, uh, that's very important. Um, off topic, but worth mentioning is... I don't know how many guys, how many of you guys read or listen to podcasts. There's a book called Never Split the Difference. It's um, oh my it's God. a book on. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I, I only just heard of, oh, sorry. Let me just interject real quick. Sorry for interrupting you. But my friend only just told me about that two days ago, right? It's an eight hour session. It's on our Audible if anyone else wants to listen to it with me. But I'm going to start that next week. So let's let's hear the quick you overview. You don't even need Audible for that. There's a free version of it on, on YouTube that you can Google. Oh, really? YouTube, okay, you thank you for that. That's value. There is. There is. I will I will ask uh, this man that I'm married to to share the link <laughs> for that uh, with you guys so you can uh, listen to it for free. It's a yes. great book. Most of you or, or some of you who don't know about that book, it's it's about your negotiation skills. Um, the book is written by um, an ex-FBI or hostage negotiation person. So he's literally negotiating over someone's life. But those are skills that you can transfer into your life um, in every little thing. How I'm tying that back to what I'm talking right now is mirroring. Mirroring is so important. What's mirroring is basically taking what someone says and paraphrasing it and giving it back to them that way you're creating an impression that you understand them that you know exactly what they're talking about and you instantly become more likable so that's exactly what we're trying to do with paraphrasing something that's written on a jd into your cv you are playing with someone's mind or just coming across as someone more likable by paraphrasing exactly what they've said. Mm -hmm.
Yes, let, let's do it. I've been trying to read that book as well. It's been sitting at home. She reads it. I, I just don't. But yeah, we've got to get that session rolling. Oh, let's 10 8. If I'm starting it, you have to start it as well. You know, we've got to grow together. Done. Let's do it. Let's do um, it. I've seen good. that there were a couple of questions uh, in the chat. So we'll just get to it. Amar's uh, question essentially was, you know, he has a web media degree, but applying for moderator community manager. Uh, so, um, again, I mean, uh, you know, Arya can interject, but look, even with your degree, right, think about what you've done during that process of getting the degree. There, there will be certain skills that you have developed over that that you can use. And at the same time, giving more to a recruiter or a project is never wrong in the sense that if you see a lot of projects might then realize that they hate, that they need someone who's going to handle their socials, right? So then you come in not just as a mod, you might come in as a collab partnership manager, a social marketer for them, right? Uh, so then in that way, it is definitely good because let's face it, right? How much experience are we actually going to fit in, uh, in, in the Web3 space? So we do got a leverage of our Web2 background, whether it's in studies or experience. Um, Guys, um, again, like I, I'm, I'm probably dumbing things down way too much here, but that's I'm just being like you know a layman, um, explaining how it works. The the thing that I find more beautiful or, or the most beautiful about the Web three space is that it's fresh. You don't need to have hundred years of experience doing something. So you might be a chemical engineer. But what did you learn being that chemical engineer that's transferable to this job? Mention that. To be honest, even if you don't have a degree, it's fine. In the Web2 space, there are jobs that you can't even apply for without an education or, or without a certain degree. So leverage on that. Mention what you know as a skill um, rather than what's the degree that's hanging on your wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kai had a question. You know, in terms of layout, is Ham's resume considered easy on the eyes or the Harvard one? Would the Harvard one seem too wordy or feel too dull or heavy to read through? Well, uh, now I know people are like, you know, divided on this where they want to have a CV that looks fun and like, you know, easy on the eye. CV is not meant to be easy on the eye. It's, it's, it's a document that's explaining what you are and what you're contributing to the job. Hamdugo's CV might look like it's it's easy on the eye, but if you scan through it, there's not enough content. I agree the other one, the Howard CV, might look like it's wordy. Yes, it could have been like, you know, more concise or more spaced out, which will give it that illusion of being like, you know, uh, more easy on the eye, but that gives out the information that they want. Uh, it's, this is not an invitation card. This is not a poster or a banner. So you don't have to worry about it being like, you know, too much. Of course, don't clutter it. Don't write from one corner of the page to the next corner of the page, but make sure that the substance that you want to deliver is out there. The format that he's used is just not easy to, uh, edit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, various things that go into it, even with the Harvard profile, uh, like Ari was saying, you know, you could have done it a little better as in at least had some things in bold so it shows some differentiators, space it out a bit more, maybe concise things further. So, of course, improvements, but guess what you, the, the project wants to know, are you being able to deliver what they want? They're not going to get that out of Ham TV, but they would end up getting it out of the Harvard CV, even if it takes them a little bit longer to read, uh, which is where, you know, having like a good intro at the start plays a role because then you're essentially able to communicate whatever you have done in the entire CV in that one or two liners, right? And that instantly catches their attention. Yeah. Uh, any further questions, guys? Okay. Well, if uh, so, I see Rio typing uh, while uh, doing that. If there, there is anything else, so what are you guys referencing? 
it's just a sample that I've shown up on screen. I can put it up for you to have a quick look of what a good CV is and a bad CV is. Um, this is Mr. Handugo, a CV we didn't like. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, Rio, we'll, we'll share across um, some samples of good and bad CVs. Um, just to have it on record anyways, then you guys are able to model off it. Uh, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay. Some people typing. Okay. Um, well, we'll take this one final question. And uh, I know it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much the evening or the night for most people here. So appreciate everyone coming uh, to the session. And uh, we definitely have quite a few more topics to cover. Uh, the way we see it might go uh, another two or three sessions, but we do want to make it detailed enough um, so you're able to get the value out of it. Um, so if you still have any further questions, feel free to drop me a DM, ask me in general chat, and I can uh, discuss with Ari and come. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Amazing. Beautiful. Love Thank you, you so much tonight. Thank you, Ari. That was an amazing session. Yeah, one of the better ones, I'd say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care, everyone. See you guys. If anyone was writing notes during that period, I think that would be a good thing to write a thread on because that was jam-packed with value. I'll be asking a question. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no I think like, uh, kind of like a pictorial, like, uh, like a graphic or this thing that we can check. I was listening though, but you know, like double doing, uh, double texting, so I, I don't really get like the full whole thing together, bro. I was just like, maybe you know, there are like graphical stuff you just say, oh, yeah. This is wrong. This is correct. Uh, stuff like that. We can get something like that. It would be easy to like check back and uh, build well on down. You you don't get me stuff like where you see where they say, oh, uh, I am a boy is wrong. Hey, Chuba, I think your mic is, is cutting like out. It's um very difficult to make out what you're saying at the moment. Oh, shit. Okay, let me <laughs> jump from my phone and I'll make it snappy. Yeah, all good, man. Look, if you have any other questions, I think I'll, I'll post the recording if you weren't there for the whole session. I think I got out that you didn't attend the whole thing, so you wanted to know specific parts that were addressed. But yes, I will post the recording so you can re-watch that, and then any other questions you have, you can drop it into the chat, and we can see where we can go from there. How's it Guys, I'm work? pretty much in surgeons the entire day, so <laughs> you, know, you can reach out to me anytime. Uh, I literally have no other channel I'm on, so just uh, just uh, hit me up in in uh, surgeons or in DMs, and uh, I can help you. I'll also share my document where I've written everything out, uh, so that can be like a white paper to refer to when you guys are building what you guys are building. Yes, I was gonna ask that, but yeah, if you can send it to me, I'll um, I'll post it in the building. Yeah. Um, so Beautiful. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm Thanks, right. guys. Thank you for the session, guys. See you all later. I've posted the feedback form in Daily Reminders. So if you guys get a chance, hop into that, give feedback to you know our lovely guest today. And if there's anything more you want to learn or anything else you, got, you guys want um, to be touched on at Surgeons, let us know in those forms as well. Thank you, guys. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm back. I'm back, please. Yeah. So what I was saying is, because... Uh, I I was doing a lot of stuff like in real life, so I was just listening. So okay, now you said the events is recorded, so I can watch back. Okay, but yep. I was saying maybe I don't know. You might be busy, but if there's something like a graphic explanation where you know uh, examples where they say, okay, I am a uh, I a boy. Wrong. I am a boy. Right. Stuff like that where we can look back every time we're trying to like write a CV and stuff. So, uh, Tubo, I mean, uh, you know, ideally speaking, it would be great to have something like that. The maximum we can do and having spoken, you know, from seven years plus of experience, 
I've looked for things like that. You know, there, there is nothing out there. Uh, the only reason being because every time you're writing a resume, you are trying to tailor it, you know, modify it for the position you're applying for, right? So many times for my uh, resumes, when I've been updating it, I've looked at I, probably hundreds of examples online, you know, putting in certain keywords. So, yeah, are you? Guys, um, I'm sorry, I know you guys are uh, running late, but just a very quick one that I forgot to mention. Just remember, a CV is never a complete document. It's always a work in progress. Um, for every job that you apply for, every requirement, you can never send something that you've sent before. It should always be modified or mirrored um, as per what's on the JD. So that will also help Kubo uh, in answering the question. Try and see what's the language that they've used in the requirement, and, and that should give you a good picture. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. Well, right, guys. Uh, where are we going to get like the recording? Where is it going to be posted? I will post. So, I'll, I'll send that through to Mia, and Mia can post it in the. Where Where will you post it into Mia? Education. Education. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Um, I'll let you know when that's done, Shiba. I will at you so you know that is it is up. Same with you, Rio. Yo, thanks. I, I think uh, after that, I'll try and write like a resume, um, maybe send it to you and share it out to you. For sure, guys. Wow, For huge sure. value. No huge, huge value. <laughs> okay, guys, I have a call to hop onto now, so yes, I will yes. catch you all later. Thank you guys for all attending. Thank you guys for filling out the feedback forms. I'll catch you guys all in a bit. Thanks again, Tenay. Thanks again, Ariel. Thank you, Bye. guys. Take care, guys.